Hey, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Sharings with Shama. Today it's Wednesday, July 8th, and I'm at an, uh, a hotel room at IKEA. And uh, I'm here for a, a job. It's um, IKEA is actually one of my favorite places in the world. I grew up with IKEA. I always loved to just hang around here and just walk, you know. I could spend half a day here just having, you know, getting inspiration. And so actually this is one of my my dream uh, jobs to to be, be in their uh, catalog or commercial or I think it's a lot of fun. And um, yesterday I made a post because, you know, I, I work extra as a model. Uh, let's say like this, whenever I have a request, if I'm here, if I'm in Stockholm, if I can take it, I do it because I enjoy it so much. I really, really like this because it's so far away from what I've been doing in my life you know, to just stand in front of a camera and and say things they tell you to say or act or look the way they want you to do is really, really difficult. It's, it's not easy. For me, it's not easy because I'm not a natural. And, you know, they say that models often, I think I'm, I'm a, a more of a in real life person. You know, I come through better in real life as I am, and it's more of an effort to make me look good in a photo shoot. So, so I have, I am very, very self-conscious about this. And, and therefore I want to come into my post yesterday. Um, a friend of mine, this episode is called Live and Let Live. A friend of mine, she asked if I wanted to participate in an infomercial for Restylon. And Restylon, she's, like, she's working as the, um, like the global marketing um, manager for this brand, Restylon. And she asked if I wanted to participate as a patient in an infomercial that they were doing. And I was very much like, yes, I can do it. I don't want to you know, have be the face of Botox and fillers, but I can, if, if I'm a model, if I'm an actor, that's okay. And I was very, you know, mm, what do you say, precise or, um, I did not compromise about that. So when they wrote about it, when they posted movies and so on, uh, it was important to me that I was not a real patient, that I was acting. Anyhow, things change and they change fast and I can have an opinion and then this is one of my, you know, the benefits of being me. I can always change my opinion. That's the best thing with opinions. They are just opinions. You can think one thing one day and then you can change your mind and you can have another opinion the next day. People may think that you are, you know, um, what do you say, that you are undecisive or, you know, not so firm in your opinions and whatever. But I think that is the best part 
to not be too proud to change and say, I was wrong or I changed my mind. And when it comes to this area of beauty, of exterior beauty, the way we look, I can say that it's many, many years ago when I realized that beauty is like a talent. It's an asset. Beauty affects people. That's why we are so into design, for example. That's why we are into, you know, beautiful things, beautiful um, nature experiences and everything that visibly attracts us. That's just like a talent. It's like if you're an artist, if you're a dancer, if you are really beautiful, people are going to be attracted to you. And with that comes a responsibility. When I was young, the beautiful ones were the beautiful ones. The less beautiful ones were the less beautiful ones. And there was not much you could do about it. There was makeup, but there was not much makeup when I was young either. Uh, so it was more like, you know, it was not democratic. It was not, um, it was not equal. Beauty was not for everyone. It was for like some people. And actually beauty changed the behavior of that, those people often because with beauty you could become superficial, you could become superior, you could have a different attitude. And I remember when I, when I was 14, I came back from summer, all of a sudden the guys thought I was beautiful. I did not grow into that because I didn't see any change during these three months. But they noticed the change and they treated me differently. And I was so confused about this and insecure because the same insecurity that was in me in the spring was still there in the autumn, but I was treated differently and I did not know how to behave. And I can just see that other people's opinions about me, if I am going to let me change, depending on what you think about me, if you think I do right, okay, then I continue doing this. If you think I do wrong, then I will stop doing this. If you to the left think I do right and you to the right think I do wrong, what the fuck shall I do? If I would be, you know, if I would mind about all your opinions about me, I would be total, you know, schizophrenic. I would be super insecure. I wouldn't know right from wrong. I wouldn't know where to go. And I can just say that I kind of grew up like that, trying to fit in, trying to, you know, adjust according to the norm. I just texted a friend of mine and I said to him, do you know what? I have this voice in my head that always says, Shama, now you're being too much. You have to, to you know, tone yourself down. This voice is constantly saying to me, whenever I'm too loud, too much, too happy, you know, too joyous. Uh, often when I feel great, the voice says, now you're being too much. Keep yourself small. And I realized that that is for, from my childhood. That's my upbringing. And for me to take more space 
And to be as beautiful as I can be, to be as, you know, outgoing, uh, to be as honest as I can be, I love to be that. And other people's opinions has created, helped create my personality. And that's not me. Why do I say this? Because yesterday, in this movie, this infomercial I made, I am sitting there with my unaltered face almost. Um, and then I have um, the specialist who is a specialist of, of these treatments sitting next to me. And she's interviewing me and I'm asking questions. You know, sorry, I'm asking questions and she's answering. And in this little movie, there is like a natural... Because I only, I only asked because I was super curious. So I asked real questions. There was no manuscript. I, I just asked real questions because I'm, I'm super curious about lips. Because I had always, like, I was bullied even uh, because I had such tiny contourless lips, someone said. Um, and it became like a private joke in our family. So I'm really, really curious. Is there something to be done? And what if I do it, how will it feel? And how will people react? And I ask if someone would kiss me, if I had my lips done and someone would kiss me, you know, would he notice, he or she notice? And she said, she just spoke, like, and she said, he would definitely kiss you again. And I began to laugh. You know, it was so cute in the movie because I began to laugh and she began to laugh and we just laughed, the whole crew you know, laughed behind the scenes because it was just like such a natural moment, you know. And uh, they made a little clip of that and I published it. And the comment, the comments I received on that little clip was around the way she looked, how unnatural she was, how um, it was totally, you know, wrong and how could you be that plastic and this and that, she can't laugh and um, trauma, don't do it, don't do it. And they were really like, and I had to remove some comments because they were really hurtful. And then I was criticized because I removed them. And I wrote before I removed them, I said, this is hurtful to my friend and um, I'm going to take, remove your comment. And it became began like a big thing and I had to sit there and remove comments because they were mean and I just felt like this is like anything else in the world we live in a world with the beauty industry this is not something I invented or she invented it's just like social media Instagram whatever it is for for the young people this is natural in their life I'm sorry to say there's so much that is not natural to me that young people feel is absolutely natural. And I'm getting old. But when it comes to kindness and attack and judgments and people's opinions, that is not getting old. That is not changing. The world is changing and we can adapt or we don't. I mean, some people are for natural beauty that's beautiful, lovely for them. Some people are for treatments. Some people do plastic surgery. Some people wear a lot of makeup. Um, some people color their hair. Some people remove hair from their bodies. You know, there are a zillion ways 
to enhance the way we look. And I think very, very few that is listening at this moment don't do anything. And I got this, how can you, how can you inject toxins and chemicals into your body? And how can you promote that? Uh, you saying that you've been so sick with toxins in your body. And I just realized that people don't even know what they are talking about. They don't know what is being injected. It's not like, a, it's not a, a non-scientific industry, this. Of course not. And it's not people. I know my friend. And if you met my friend, who's the, the marketing manager here, um, she's so, uh, she's a biochemist. Uh, she's so well informed. She knows everything about it. She also had like this, uh, you know, half um, her face was paralyzed. So she had a lot of treatments to make her face look even. And it's amazing what science can do. So she looks beautiful. So she can be herself. And I know so much about this that I didn't know a year ago. There's so much good that actually comes out of this industry too. It's not just bad and it's not just about the way you should look. And of course, as in everything, there are people who use layers and layers of foundations and highlighters and this and that so it looks like they are wearing a filter. And there are people who inject far too much of these fillers, who use far too much of the toxins, etc. There's always going to be, you know, when you go to the extremes in everything. It's like with alcohol. Some people drink a glass of wine. Some people finish the whole bottle. It's always going to be like that. And the beauty industry is just like anything else. If it's used with moderation, if it's used with sanity and heart, it's all good. If it's used as a drug, if it's used as a way to numb yourself or to not feel or to um, create a self that you don't feel that you have on the inside, of course it's the same as with drugs, alcohol, game, shopping, whatever. The beauty industry is... I think even it's, um, what should I say, I think in the States there's like a diagnosis for it. I know that there is so much in this area that is not good. I know, for example, that, that there is something called Instagram. <laughs> it's, it's like a disease or a diagnosis where people come with their own Instagram pictures where they have a filter and they come to a plastic surgeon and they want to look like they do with the filter on. Um, dysmorphia, in, in, selfie dysmorphia or something is called. I mean, there's so much that goes wrong in this industry. And still, if you have opinions about this... There's never, it's never justified to attack a human being. It's never justified. Whatever opinion you have, 
it's never justified to attack a human being. And I realized there are so many ways we do this. You can look at overweight, for example. Some people may say that just just by, you know, being fit, you are kind of looking down on overweight people. Your behavior is like, if you go to the extremes, you can say that fanatism, when you are a fanatic, when you're really like, I'm all for natural, and then you go out and be a missionary man about that. And you say, this is the way, this is the way, this is the way. Natural beauty is the way. Uh, then you tell everyone in your surrounding that what they do is wrong. When you, uh, you know, are, what do you say? I don't find the word. When you, when you speak loudly about this is the way, at the same time you do that, you have to be concerned. You have to be as sensitive to know that when you say this is the way, you are at the same time saying that what you do is wrong. And I don't think many people think about that. With sobriety, for example... If I would go out, if I would push my Instagram full, 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 full of all the negative consequences about alcohol, how to be sober is the right way, this is the way to live your life and, and there's no other way that is, is good enough and you are poisoning yourself with alcohol, blah, 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 blah. I would get enemies. I would not be considerate. You know, I would not be loving and caring and to understand that, if you have a belief, if you have an opinion, when you blow it up, when you tell the world this is the way, when you do that, you're telling a lot of people that you are doing wrong. And you put yourself above people. You can have opinions and you can have your beliefs. But you don't have to go out and tell it out loud that this is the way. And you definitely don't have to point fingers at others and say, this is not the way. The way you look or the way you dress or the way you, you, you your faith, your belief, your religion, your culture, this is, you know, that's no good. It's just opinions. We, we are entitled to our opinions, but that does not justify attack on other people who have different opinions. And I find that there is a saying, live and let live. And it's very, very simple. It's very, very simple. I live my life the way I feel is good for me. You live your life the way you feel is good for you. If you need help, you ask me for help. But if you don't ask me for help, I don't go 
into your business and try to fix it. Other people's lives are not our business. Unless they are our children, minor children, you know, underaged, under 18, then they are our business. But actually, our partner, our spouse, our adult children, our friends, their lives are not our business. And it's not mine to tell, I think plastic surgery is wrong when my friend comes and just had it done. I, it's not my thing to say that, you know, to ventilate my opinions openly in public on other people's Instagram accounts if I hurt people. So I'm really saying that this live and let live, you know I'm sober since like four years. I hang out with alcoholics, active alcoholics. Do you think that I hang out with them and tell them to stop drinking? Do you think they would like to hang out with me if I told them to stop drinking? I have one of my best friends, like very new friend. He's smoking. He's smoking so much that when we hang out a couple of hours, he has to leave me at least 10 times to go out and have a smoke. Do you think he would like to hang out with me if I told him that he had to stop? Or if I told him, I could just be subtle about it. And I could t tell him that uh, my, my grandfather died from lung cancer. Or um, I used to smoke 20 cigarettes a day, but I quit 20 years ago. Or, you know, I could say that my ex-husband, he was a smoker, so I couldn't stay with him. I could just go around and say that, you know, smokers are not so, so bright. They, you know, there, there are so many ways that I could be indirect in a very, um, you know, mean way and tell him that smoking is no good. I'm not for smoking. It's just, it's, I, I am all like, he can drink and smoke as much as he wants. If it affects me, if he blows smoke in my face, I'm going to tell him. If it doesn't affect me, it's none of my business. And to go about other people's business is not to live and let live. There are like, there are two, as I see it, there are two, uh, what do you say, um, exceptions. Two exceptions. The first one is if the person is, you know, at danger. If I feel like someone is going to jump off a cliff. That too can be, is it my business? I came to that conclusion years, years ago. I had a child who, who, who didn't want to live. And I came to that conclusion, I'm not going to be able to save her. I can't live her life. I'm not going to be able to save her. And that was really a hard insight. But I came to that point. I must say that at that one, if someone is in danger, their lives is jeopardized. 
am I gonna interfere? I did that this spring. It all ended up with, uh, it ended up on, in, a, in a very bad way. And I realized that actually only my, my kids under 18 are my business, but even then I can't live their lives. But I would say that this is like one, when you are, you know, think that someone is going to die, then we interfere. They may tell us to fuck off, mind our own business. But I would say I'm the kind of person I do interfere when, when they, um, their life is at stake. And the other time when we can mind other people's business is when they ask for help. When they ask for our opinion or our help. And even then is the question, how honest? Am I going to be honest to the point that I'm hurting this person? If someone asks me, do you like my new hair color or hairstyle? If I don't, do I have to express that? That kind of honesty that is hurtful, I'm not a fan of that. So when it comes to opinions, I'm very, I'm trying to confirm the person and to be kind. When it comes to a problem and they ask me for help, if someone will come to me and say, I want to stop drinking, then I jump to the occasion immediately and I go all in for that. But if someone is drinking and I can see that that person has a problem, it's not mine to fix. It's not mine to point out either. So I sit and wait. If and when that person asks me for help. This is the live and let live mentality. You let people live their lives. No matter your opinion, you let people live their lives. I have lived my life being at the, what should I say, the... I had a person in my life who had very, very strong opinions about me, always. That I was too skinny, that I was too this, that I did wrong, that I had my choice in men and this and that. And it minimized me. It devalued me. And it made me shrink. And I couldn't be myself. Because I wanted this person to like me. So the opinions mattered. Which means that my personality shrunk. And I became less of a person. And I've realized that that's my, you know, I have to, to, to say that, okay, do I invite this yes or no? If I can defend myself and say, this, this is not okay for me, then I do it. So I've changed my way now. I'm not letting other people's opinions about me dictate who I am, dictate my, my way of being. The thing is that if you do that direct in someone's face, there is actually a possibility that you can defend yourself and say, do you know what, that wasn't kind. 
the way you talk about me or my body or this and that is not kind. Can you please stop? But if you're not there, if you are in a movie in someone's Instagram account and you can't defend yourself and you're being criticized because people have opinions about something, I think it's so mean. I really feel that the way we take the right to ventilate our opinions, we hurt other people. And to live and let live, to not mind other people's businesses. Before we comment, before we do something, before we say something, is it my business? I have now, these days, I have a difficulty because I have my my youngest kids, they are now adults, but I don't see them as adults. So I go and meddle with their affairs from time to time. And they say, both of them say, none of your business. Mom, that's none of your business. And I have to realize that they are right. Even though I think what they're doing is wrong, they are right. And it's my bad. Even if I know better, even if I know that's not the right path, it's going to make you end up in a bad spot. It's none of my business. They are adults. They have to live their lives the way they want to do it. If someone would have corrected me every time I was about to make a mistake, I would not have learned anything. And also, if someone would have an opinion about everything I've done, you know, I'm going to do, then I would not have come anywhere. Do you think I would sit here and record a podcast if I would mind what other people think about me? Do you think I would be at IKEA for like doing a commercial if I would mind what other people think about me? No, I would never think that I could do this. If I go back to this this beauty industry, because I I, I really feel that this is something... And I go to myself. I had... I had my boobs done at 2008. The first time I contemplated about it was like 2003, after my my youngest was two years old. And I, I really didn't speak about it with anyone, but I asked other people. And I had one friend who had a friend who had done hers. And... I really took on this approach that it's better to be natural and it looks so unnatural and I would never do it and it's just like more uh, blonde bimbos who does this and so on. And I had all these ideas about her friend and it was just, I was jealous and scared. And to justify my fear and my inferiority, do you say that, feeling inferior, I put her down, I belittled her. And five years later, four years later, I went to my hairdresser and she had her boobs done. And I asked her 
once I took like the courage to ask her, when did you do it and how did you feel about it and so on. And she said she did it like five years ago and she's super, super happy and and she never regretted it. And and I said that I'm so torn, you know, if I can do it, yes or no, if it's good or bad. And she just looked at me and she said, but you come here every month, I fix your hair. I mean, why do you do that? To look good, right? To feel good? What's the difference? And she was so basic about this, and I just felt, is it that easy? Is it going to make me feel good? And then I did it, and honestly, this is one of the best decisions I made for myself. This was a self-loving act. After breastfeeding four kids, being in my, you know, um, early 40s, this, is, this was a really, really good decision. I never regretted it. I really felt like this was so, so good for me. And I noticed that after I did it, I changed my opinion. I did not look down on the friend of my friend anymore. I understood her point of view and I felt equal. I felt much more togetherness when we met. Isn't it strange, huh? A boob job made us come together. And now I know there's so I know so many who has done it. And it's not about the personality. It's not about their personality. They are just as intelligent and kind and funny and, you know, happy. They're much, you know, they're vibrant people. And it's all for us. It's about us. And I can say that for me, that was a self-loving act. I had a comment yesterday, uh, a girl who said I had Restulon in my lips because I always had like a big uh, complex. Do you say complex? No, probably not. Uh, what is that word in English? In Swedish, it's a complex. When you feel like something you're ashamed of, you're trying to hide, you know, um, like you have, yeah. Anyhow, her lips were super tiny, super small, and she, like, was very, very concerned about it. And she had her lips, uh, you know, she had Restylane in her lips a couple of years ago, and she said, this is the best decision I made. She really felt like, I can smile now. I can be with people in a different way. I feel much more self-confident. And it's a self-loving act. And also about this having chemicals. Do you know what's inside the fillers? I did not. A couple of years back when I was super negative. This is also the thing when you are against something. Often you're not informed. Often you don't, you lack experience. You lack experience of suffering from something and you lack experience of having it, you know, altered. And what you inject is actually hyaluronsyra, hyaluronic acid. And that's something we have natural in our bodies. And it's something that decreases with age. And you find it in most skin creams these days. You find it in supplements. So question is, is it okay to use it on your skin? Is it okay to take it as a supplement, but it's not okay to inject it? 
what is okay and who says it's just a technique you know it's 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 science and i can say that the joy the joy of looking yourself in the mirror and saying hey you look good feeling a happy feeling when you look in the mirror for me that is amazing you know when i looked at my boobs for 10 years i was i was like every day naked in the mirror i was okay you look nice but oh my god those boobs and for me it was not to just say you should be proud of them because you gave birth to four kids you you breastfed four kids you should just wear them with pride some people may have the self-confidence to do that. Some people make this a big thing on their Instagram accounts. I'm not that person. That's not me. I was raised, I had such a low self-confidence my whole life that everything that kind of changed to the worse with me made it even lower. This is sad in itself. And what is true is actually to do these acts that actually enhanced my exterior, it raised, it elevated my self-confidence, my self-love. So it's not the compensation for a lack of self-love. To have like an injection in your upper lip or to have a little Botox in your forehead is actually... A self-loving act for most people. It's just like some people, you know, put a lot of focus on their hair. Some people buy cars. Some people, you know, are very into their work and what they do. And, and you know, not many people age gracefully <laughs> and naturally. And aging is not... It's, it's one of life's challenges, And you take it on. But to me, to take age on doesn't mean that I age gracefully in a way that I look worse and worse and worse. And and I stop, you know, plucking the little hair um, I have on my chin. And I just let myself kind of age and grow old and, you know, just float out in a whatever hairy little bubble. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I enjoy aging beautifully. I enjoy myself. I enjoy being beautiful. And that is not negative. It's self-love to me. It's not an obsession. It's a joy. And the ways people take to feel better if it's through stop eating meat or if it's through exercise or if it's through makeup and skin creams or if it's through, you know, sun tanning or if it's through, you know, having amazing sex with a boyfriend or girlfriend or, you know, the ways people add self-love to their lives, you know, if it, it's none of our business. And... If it goes wrong, 
if it's too much, if it's too much alcohol, too much sex, too much fillers, too much makeup, it's none of our business. None of it. Neither the good nor the bad. And it's none of our business to tell good from bad. We can't even tell good from bad in our own lives. How come we can play God in other people's lives? It's none of our business. So, I just feel like this that came up yesterday, the attack on my, my, my friend in this infomercial, and it just made me think. It made me think. I don't know. I've heard so much about people who vote for Trump. They are white trash. They have low IQ. Uh, so many comments and I think it's so mean. How can you say so? How can you... Um, and then you can say statistics or whatever. But that means... Do you know what that means? That means if you have a friend who is a Trump supporter and you say that, you're telling that person you have a low IQ and you are white trash. Whenever we ventilate an opinion... There is always someone who is at the target for it. And it's not kind. I have a lot of judgments. I have a lot of opinions. At times, I hurt people by mistake, by ventilating it, by saying it. At times, I feel inferior so I can say something to make me feel superior Especially if I gossip together with someone else and I say, look at that person, look at her lips. How often do you think that me and my friend, we sit at a, a bar and someone comes in with big, big, big lips and we say, look, there's your job gone wrong. And we laugh. You know, it's so mean. It's a person behind it. And now when I talk about it, I feel ashamed because it's quite often we see her job, you know, her work, restaurant, that it has gone wrong. And when I say gone wrong is that you lose sight of what's natural, yes and no. And also this big focus on lips has become, in my opinion, it's too much and it's not natural. And this is also, this is not what her work is about. It's not about promoting unnatural editing. It's not about promoting something that is too much. But we can't stop people from going there. Just like we can't stop people from eating too much, drinking too much, too little, doing this, you know, um, swearing and you know, in politics, having their opinions about this and that being, you know, it's really, really difficult. I mean, we can't even, you know, set a, a point to racism, like the big questions in life. We can't make big enough impact there. And how do we think we can change by by being this mean to people trying to to, you know, just feel good about themselves? I'm just saying that if everyone would practice live and let live mentality, 
which is that you live your life the best way you can, how you want to live your life. I live my life the best way I can, how I want to live my life. If I need your help, I ask for your help. If I want your opinion, I ask for your opinion. If not, we let each other be. And we enjoy our company. And we are kind towards each other. And there are a few exceptions when it comes to children, when it comes to people in need, suffering, or when their lives are jeopardized, for example. But they are very, very few, even when lives are jeopardized. If people don't want our opinion, if people don't want our help, we don't give it. It may sound harsh, but that's just the way it is. We let people be, live and let live. Uh, in Swedish, there is like a saying, it means that everyone, you know, gets happy in their beliefs. And it's very, very old. It's before my mom. Um, and to just practice, live and let live, when it comes to everything. You know, we are human beings, we're fellow human beings. The only person, but it's not even person, the only one who can decide right from wrong is God. Or something bigger, if you call it the universe, if you call it spirit, if you call it God, it doesn't matter. But the, there's only one who decides right from wrong. And you can see clearly that everything that is hurtful, painful, is wrong. Everything that is unloving, everything that causes separation is wrong in that terms, in the bigger perspective. And the right is what's loving and kind, what creates togetherness and harmony. So just to think, if I say this comment right now to this person, am I creating separation, yes or no? And you always know when you have an opinion and you ventilate it. If it wasn't kind, you feel it in your heart. You feel it in your belly. And you apologize. That's also a very, very good thing to do. When you hurt someone, you apologize. And it doesn't matter if you realize it at the point right after you said it, or if it's a day, or if it's a year. When you realize, I hurt that person, what I said two years ago was hurtful and I'm sorry. You can change everything. You can turn the whole two years lost around. I got so, I got so disappointed yesterday and I got so, what do you say, aggregated. Um, I just felt like I want to speak about this that life, everyone has a life. Everyone has the right to live their lives as they want it. If people want to drink themselves to death, they do. If people want to inject fillers in their face, they do. If people want to be vegans, if people, you know, pray to a rock, they do. It's their choice. It's their life. And we can have opinions. 
And I'm not talking about big things here. I'm not talking about racism. I'm not talking about, you know, bullying minorities and stuff like I'm talking about the normal average daily life that we have when we have judgments and opinions on other people and we meddle in their lives. Or we tell people what's right and wrong by being a missionary man and saying this is the way and we make other people feel wrong by telling this is the way, this is how we should do it, this is the right way. And especially if you add an extra layer to that we need to be role models for our children and what message do we send out if we do this and that and look how bad that is. And then you sit there and I sit here, you know, with my with my implants, with my Botox in my head, and I just had a little lip filler in my upper lip. If I would care, if I would let the nasty comments given to Julie yesterday take up space and room in my life, I would feel, you know attack too. I would feel, oh, I need to stop. I need to, you know, I need to to do as my followers want me to do, or I that it was bad. I should never do that again. And I tell you, the self-confidence I have today, I did not have that a few years back. I would be a matter to your opinions. So have that in mind too. People care about what you think. So think nice thoughts. Be kind. If it's not kind, don't say it. If it doesn't, you know, create togetherness and love, if it's not loving, don't say it. And definitely don't write it because written words, they stick. Thoughts also. They are here. They hang around. <sighs> live and let live. It's one of the AA, you know, sayings that we have. One day at a time, live and let live. It's really good things to practice. And you don't have to be sober. You can drink as much as you want. You can smoke as much as you want. You can inject as much lip fillers or whatever as you want. The only thing that matters to me is be kind. If you're not kind to other people, you are hurting yourself too. So... This is not an attack on you because I know most, most, most. And I also know that those of you who weren't kind, you know, I also know that you most likely are in the same spot as I was a couple of years back when I attacked my friend's friend and put her down, thinking she was a blonde bimbo and, you know, uh, had low self-esteem, that's why she did her boob job. I even said that I had bigger self-esteem than she had because I didn't have to make my boobs. That was so wrong. That was so far from it. I was just jealous. And, um, yeah, 
I know most of you are the most loving, the most kind, you know, I know all of you. And it's just a few. And I know that the ones who uttered the, the comments yesterday about her being plastic and unreal and fake and whatever it was, I know it's not from your heart. I know there is something in you talking, so better turn that inside and and ask yourself, what made me feel that? Why am I so strongly against it? Why is it okay to do some things? Why is it okay to shave your legs but not, you know, wear makeup? Or why is it okay to wear makeup but not, you know, um, have uh, an injection? But that's your limits, you know, that's your beliefs. Don't push them onto other people, especially not when you clearly see that someone has gone that way, has gone taking that road. Yeah. So opinions is most often judgments. And when we have very, very strong opinions of things, there is a big risk that we hurt some people who are not practicing our beliefs. So I just want us all to be more aware of how our words are taken in, to be more aware of why we say certain things or why we feel certain things. It could also be that we have beliefs and opinions because we were told so when we were kids. Maybe we too want to enhance our the way we look, but we feel we can't because that's just against our culture or what our mom said and did and so on. And you know, in my family, my mother, she never wore any makeup. We didn't have any mirrors when I grew up. So to me, this whole beauty industry, it's nothing I grew up with. It's something I came to like, actually, in my late 40s, when I was 48 or something. And I know that there are so many young people who begin, you know, the millennials, they are the biggest target group for this because they are very much into beauty. And it's not, it's just that they are living in this age. They are living in the Instagram age. I grew up without the mirror. They grew up with Instagram. It's so radical. You know, the difference is so big. And for us to expect them to adapt to my upbringing, to my norms, how it was, it's just, you know, mom, get a life. They are, my kids are, I can't say anything because for them, they grew up with this. So their life is different. I grew up without makeup and mirrors. My life is different. And I feel that to just have this humble attitude that we are different, we have different upbringings, beliefs, opinions. And what's most important is that we do what feels right and good for us. And we let other people do what feels right and good for them. If people ask for our opinion or our help, we give it with an underlying kindness. 
okay, that's it. I think I said what I wanted to say. Now it's two hours. I'm going to prepare myself to go to the photo shoot. It's very, very interesting. I am always a little nervous and it's, I'm always thinking, am I good enough, beautiful enough? And it's always very challenging for me to be put on this, on the set. So I take it on and I'm feeling very, very blessed and grateful that at the age of 53, I can do this. And I'm also very grateful for all the insights and learnings I get along the way. Thank you all for sharing yesterday. The kindness and the non-kindness. Everything contributed so I could record this podcast. Everything has a point. Everything has a meaning. So I thank you all. Have a beautiful day wherever you are at. And I love you. And I thank you, thank you, thank you for all your kindness towards me. Peace.